Welcome to Maiden Speech. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, self-worth and mindset coach and portrait photographer from New Zealand. And you are in the right place to get uplifted, empowered and inspired. I'm so lucky to have amazing guests come on and share their wisdom about all things related to personal development and being the best version of ourselves. I'm really passionate about reminding people that they are good enough and to have honest and vulnerable conversations where we connect on a real level and have lots of laughs. You can find me on Facebook at at Monica Ferguson Coaching, where you can join my group for extra inspiration. And I'm also on Instagram at Mon 3.0. Thanks so much for being here and please reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you. Let's get into it. Hey, hey friends, Monica Ferguson here and welcome back to my latest episode of Maiden Speech. Now this episode I am super duper excited about because this man totally cracked me totally transformed my life he was my first mentor that really got me on this path his name is Stuart Walter never mind the fact that he is Australian he has currently worked with 38 world champions on peak performance mindset he's absolutely brilliant he has such a different take and I can't wait for you guys to learn all about how to get your heads in the game with a focus on happiness so enjoy and check it out (laughs) yeah we are and i think we'll keep this in as the intro because you know keep it real um this was good because i was going to open with a dad joke and said something about happy you know the conversation today is all about being happy but being happy so at least if i get in there first and you can't make fun of my accent (laughs) you still I would love to get the feedback on this though because you are outnumbered. Um, so you know, we'll see what the listeners think about this. No, I Australian. Think more Kiwis in Australia at the moment than there is over there. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I'm not putting this in the intro. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Anyway, welcome back, Stuart Walter. Thank you, Monica. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It certainly has. Lockdown and everything, but hey, Zoom can zoom anywhere in the world now. Yes, and we're very happy about it. Um, <laughs> the best thing is when you hit a dad with a dad joke and it even like disgusts him a little bit. It's the best. <laughs> you, can't shame me. you can't shame me. I'm sure, I'm sure. Okay, so this topic uh, has been on my radar for about, oh, three months for you to talk about this because this was something that, totally changed my view of the world um and i'm so excited because i think it's like there's so much unlearning that needs to happen so i i'm just gonna give it to you so happiness question when did you first become aware of happiness in terms of a tool for success oh oh you got on newsreader style i mean i've got to be professional okay uh (laughs) It won't happen again, don't worry. <laughs> I would have to say it was probably one of my first travelling experiences working with an elite athlete. Yep. I was just sitting in, I was in a boardroom of an AFL team here in Australia, surrounded by all their memorabilia in the past, premiership trophies. And I'm sitting there in this boardroom which is being used by this other athlete and I'm just going how cool is this and I actually felt that real wave of to some extent happiness because you know me love sports love success that's kind of my I guess path in life and to sit there and going hang on these people are asking me to help them to become better and I'm in this situation where I'm going oh my god I can't believe I'm here so I wanted to just kind of go snap, snap, snap with all <laughs> taking photos of this boardroom. And I've gone, hang on, let's be a little bit professional here. Yeah. And then it was, for me, it was that pure adrenaline, that joy, that probably acceptance of me in that realm that kind of went, right, I'm really happy right now. And for the next four weeks, at least, I was on this wave because of it. And I started researching more into it. I've gone, that's where I've got to refocus my energy and just every day go out to find that true happiness. And the wave just continued. Yeah. Love it. Do you think that there's a belief within a lot of people around work as such that it's actually painful 
or something that you don't enjoy. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the more I work with people, the more I am astounded by people's beliefs. Number one, that they're, they're kind of going work, life, work, life, as if yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. Um, I mean, this morning, it's probably, oh, I can't actually, well, I can show you the photo, but my office <laughs> this morning was down near the waterfront, five minutes from home, just sitting there. That's my normal Thursday morning office, and I'll show you right now, and you'll probably go, <laughs> looks like a postcard because <laughs> it is and it was there's my coffee there's my chair and just overlooking a bit of grass walking path and just water and for me that's happiness that's my reset time that's my space and if only people understood the benefit of stopping for a couple of hours focus on your own internal happiness find a place that makes you feel good mm. that that'll continue all day yeah. if not longer and having worked with so many people everyone's going oh i'll be happy when i've got the money i'll be happy when i find love i'll be happy when i'm fit and healthy and lost the weight i'll be happy when i go well why not be happy now because then you're almost in that connection if you're feeling that state then you're on track mm -hmm. but if you want to be happy then want implies you're not so law of attraction you get what you focus on yeah that's great but if you feel like crap while yeah. you're focusing on it you're creating this conflict in your brain and it goes the opposite direction so you've got to be in the same state yeah i love this so much because i've done it so many times myself where it's been like a tuesday like i don't feel like working today i'm going to sit in my garden with my cats and drink coffee and it's like yeah. boom you get three of your dream clients that just book in without even trying and it has happened so many times the day i'm like i'm gonna sing sia really loudly on my flat piano and then yeah. it's like boom here's up here's this client that you've been waiting to hear back from for ages magical every time every single time but what's yeah. interesting too though is that even i've like observed this within myself even though i know this i still have this resistance where i'm like oh but I, i've got this to do i need to do this i've got this list da, 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 da. and it's like but i know this to be true but then i still have that like hustle thing that um you know yeah oh. I think there's, there's a huge amount of guilt that's portrayed in beliefs that you've got to work hard um, I've probably never worked as smart in my life as I have done over the last six months. Yeah. Okay. It's not working hard because you go, oh, that's great. I've worked 50 hours this week. I've worked 60, I've worked 75. And I used to be in that corporate bullshit cycle myself. And everyone would be going, oh, I've worked 56 hours. I've worked 75 hours. And I've gone, I've worked 20. See ya. <laughs> and they're, they're so busy playing this whole game of look at me look at me look at me being busy and i'm one that's sitting there doing two three hours a day and smashing all records for 10 years in a row yeah because i work smart and it's when people see me they only see me at 100 percent yeah okay? they don't see the sloth that sits around the pool on weekends or, or just <laughs> sort of sits around and watching mindless comedy on tv yeah for potentially two hours a day because that's my switch off time because yeah. if I'm only at 50, 60, 70%, how can I help my clients? I, yeah. I need to be at that 100%. And when I'm in there, I know. Yeah. So does everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, can, I can vouch for that for sure. Um, this is so interesting, though. The, that, that time off, that downtime is actually critical for your success. Hmm. Yet... And I know we've talked about this before, this hustle culture, like the big names that are out there, you know, the 10X just work harder. I was saying to you the other day, Bill Gates, I couldn't believe that this meme that popped up that said, yeah, I didn't take a day off in my entire 20s. Like it's a good thing. And who's yeah. the other guy, the car guy, Elon Musk, he's the same as in, you've just got to work 100 hours a week. And hmm. um, I'm like, ugh. And then that just creates this almost like shame. Like if you're not working a gazillion hours a week, there's something wrong hmm. with you or you're lazy or you're, you're never going to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and it comes into all the basic fundamentals of the human mind. It goes against everything that the mind, um, how the mind operates. So motivation is only possible when you have direction. Bang. We get that. We get the motivation. Everyone's heard of the law of attraction. You get what you focus on. That's great. So why aren't we all getting exactly what we imagine and what we focus on? 
and work towards it. Why don't we just have the motivation? We've got a goal, we've got a dream, bang, go do it. But you've also got this law of survival, which no one talks about. The law of survival is the brain just going, hey, I need to stop, I need to relax, I need to rest. So what your brain is doing, the more you try and push it, the brain is basically saying, hey, look, you're pushing me too hard, I need a break. Then you get these so-called influences, push, grind, hustle, 24 hours, seven days a week, and then get another side hustle, and then sleep when you're done, not when you're tired, and then sacrifice everything in life. If you're not, you're a loser. But at the same time, your brain is basically going, hang on, this is a massive overload. It doesn't work this way. So let's go into survival mode, which is self-sabotage, procrastination, doubts and fears. Your brain is wanting to slow you down. So your guilt says speed up. Your brain says slow down. You're not listening to it. So it's going, you know, I'm going to give you something to really think about. Bang, there's a sickness. There's there's something that forces you to stop. Yeah. And that's how these opposing laws, law of attraction and law of survival, that's how it creates the conflict. And you can't... You can't rewire yourself to do that. I mean, these successful, in brackets, successful people, probably because their life is crumbling down around them. They, they don't have the health. There's no happiness. Yeah, they might have wealth, but they're single. They're lonely. They don't have friends. They're isolated. So what they're trying to do is create a different community by forcing everyone else to work. Now, if you don't step into this mindset and you've got to work 12 to 15 hours a day, six days a week like I do, you're a loser. So there's a lot of self-esteem issues. There's a lot of confidence issues. There's a lot of these influences breaking people beyond repair because we just go, well, I should be able to do that. So our confidence is lacking. Oh, I need to keep going. I'm getting sick. I need to keep going. I'm getting injured. I'm disappearing from relationships. Mm. Everything's crumbling around me. That's right. I have to do it. Grind, hustle, push. Yeah. And unfortunately, they're telling you what you need to do, but no one's actually teaching you how. Once people understand how to create the changes and that happiness actually comes first, then you realise that the health, the love and the wealth flows from that in a natural progression. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think, though, that these, you know, these big names who are always talking about this hustle stuff, do Mm -hmm. they actually live their lives like that or is it just a projection? It's all perception. It's all perception. Yeah. Okay. It's like magic. It's like illusion. Yeah. Some of them have got a team of 80 people behind them. And when they're saying posting 100 things a day, that's great. Okay, if I had a team of 80 behind me, I'd be posting more than 100. So what are they doing for the rest of the day? Mm. Okay, it's, it's unnatural and it's not capable to maintain that. Marathon runners, mm. okay, it's the same thing. Years and years ago, they used to say, right, it takes you three years to recover from one marathon. Okay, but with... You look at that and go, you can't just keep running a marathon every day. Sure, there's people that are out there doing that and doing these long distance and endurance things, but they're trained to do it. Mm. They've, they've been able to work with people like myself to get their head in the game because no one is designed to be successful. Okay, think about that. No one is designed. We are not designed to be successful. We are designed to live in a community, to rely on other people. We're designed to live in a family. And even more so females, or any female entrepreneur, I'll give you credit for what you do. Because, okay, call me whatever you want, but <laughs> females in nature, what is their role? How can we be the only species that say, yes, you've got to go out and start your own business? Okay? Hmm. Typically, the female in any relationship is having the babies, nurture, education, support, learning. Okay? Simple. So any female in business, bang, you're already changing the DNA. You're changing the structure. So you're becoming a lot of male-dominated traits. Then you go out into the world to be judged, to be questioned, to be exposed. And that's normally not what you're meant to do. Yeah. So you've got this massive project on your hands just by starting up a business. And then you get females that are starting to push the limits. I'll tell you what, if you listen to these influences, if you want to, you may as well pack up your business and go now. Save your money, save your time, save your sanity and your health because you're going to crash if you follow that. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that I love that you teach is this happiness, health, love, wealth thing. Can you please talk about that a bit more? Yes. <laughs> oh, now? Oh, there we go. How long was that? That was about 12 minutes in, I reckon, for my first dad joke. 
Well, there's more than that. We start off. <laughs> um, yeah, it's again. I kind of alluded to it before, which is I'll be happy when I get the money, happy when I got health, happy when I've got love. Uh, there's there is a natural flow. Okay, when you're happy, then you're more likely to focus on health and well-being, mindfulness, meditation, eating healthy, getting fit, because you're confident within yourself. You can handle that. So happiness is, it's not just a feeling, it's a state. Yeah, love it. So happiness is a state. It's not just a I want, I want, I want, or if you choose your emotions or smile, therefore you're happy. If your thoughts don't match your state, then it's not what we call mindset. It's, it doesn't connect. You're putting out conflicting messages. Therefore, the neural pathways are creating short, yeah, shorts and cross checks and all sorts of weird, wonderful things that just short circuit the brain into functioning normally. Yeah. Okay. So when you've got that happiness, then you're more likely to focus on the health. Okay. When you've got happiness and health, then you've got a greater energy, you've got a greater presence in life. You focus on health. So therefore, you're more likely to go out and find love, one, within yourself, number one, and then two, with other people. Mm. and people are to ask about face they go right okay well this is me i'm gonna go out and find true love because that'll make me happy yeah and it doesn't work that way mm. it doesn't work that way and look i've i've bumbled my way through life before i've had lots of i said lots of relationships but i had a few relationships <laughs> and a few marriages and they didn't go too well and i realized ah that's what it is it wasn't about them it was about me okay yeah. so i go into as I went into my last relationship, going, right, this is the person I'm going to be with. This is the person I have to be to meet them, i.e. like attracts like. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I've got to be the best me for her. And she has to be the best her for me. So I'm not doing anything in my life for my wife. It's all for me. I know yeah. it's selfish, isn't it? <laughs> but when you look at it, it's going, hang on, when you first met, um, who were you? Okay, 10 foot tall, bulletproof, independent, motivated driven passionate that's the person she fell in love with yeah. okay so i just had to keep being that person if i started going right I'm, oh, together we're going to be one <laughs> as quoted by a, a friend of mine uh we're getting married we're going to become one i went which half are you losing mm. think about it yeah which half are you losing which half are you compromising on moral standards ethics values yourself Okay, no, one plus one equals two, my friend. I'm sorry, one plus one equals three. Okay, the best version of you can do so much, the best version of someone else can do much, but the best version combined is going yeah. to be greater than the individuals. Yeah. So unless you find someone that lifts you, motivates you and empowers you to be a better person than you were individually, okay, they're the right person for you. Yeah. But it's also so many people compromise and go, oh, that's close enough. How am I going to find the perfect person? Yeah. yeah. And as soon as you start compromising, guess what you're doing? You're losing half of yourself. You're losing a third. You're losing a quarter. I can guarantee if it's 95% right, that 5% that's wrong, yeah, oh, it's going to be horribly wrong when you mm. do start growing. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to find someone you can grow into. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> the happiness, the health, then it flows into love. And when you've got happiness, health, and love, then it tends to overflow into wealth. But it's wealth in all areas. It's not just financial. It's happiness yeah. abundance. It's health abundance. It's, it's love abundance. And that will then flow into the financial. Yeah. And it's just slowing down. Ah! Yeah. I've got an incredible entrepreneur I've been working with the last 18 months. And he is just 100% go, go, go. He said, how are you going to stop and celebrate? No, we've got to get another contract. Got to get another deal. Go hard again. Okay, stop, slow down, until he got to a point where he was forced to stop. COVID was awesome for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, it's like, how would you describe it? It's like body surfing. Okay, you're in front of the wave and you're going flat out towards the, the beach trying to catch this wave, but it's still 200 metres behind you. Mm. Okay, so all you're doing is getting sucked back into this washing machine of a thing. Why don't I just stop, relax and float? And then when the wave catches up, and just sucks you back up into it, a couple of strokes and poof, you're taken off. Yeah. So it's all that time, the energy, that persistence, and you just, yeah, you just cruise with it. And as I said to him, it's like if you've ever been in a boat and you're going full throttle and all of a sudden it's eased back, 
the nose kind of dives down and you sit back and then there's this wave that kind of catches you and pushes you forward. Yeah. So don't be surprised if most of the success you can get is when you actually slow down because all the stuff that you've started and churned up and started creating, it's got to be able to catch up. Oh, I love that. Yes. I was just thinking too, how much do you think of this as um, like cultural? Like we, we're raised to believe that we've got to get the house and we've got to get the degree and we've got to get the partner and we've, you know, and then it's like we're complete. Like how much of our actual worth is tied up in what we achieve and what we have? Uh, you would say, oh, but it's all different, but it's not. You go out to any networking meeting, hi, what do you do? Yeah. So we're always judged on what we do. No one ever says, who are you? How are you? Mm. Okay. So they ask me, what do you do? Oh, I, I wake <laughs> up, I have a coffee in the pool, I go for a walk with my wife, and they go, oh, what do you do for work? I went, no, that's it. <laughs> You would say that too. I can so see that. Oh, yeah. Or people say, what do you do? Oh, well, I sit and talk to people, they cry or laugh or both. Yeah, I can vouch for that as well. <laughs> and that's, we've got to get beyond that point. To, yeah, we can't be judged on what it is we do. Or therefore, we are a label. I mean, my label officially is clinical hypnotherapist. Okay. But so much more than that. Yeah. Okay, there's so many other factors of it. I mean, what can we say for you? I'm a photographer. I'm a coach. But you're a lot more than that. Yeah. You're a person, you're a human, you're a daughter, you're a friend, you're a colleague. Okay, let's start sort of looking at the holistic and the whole part of the person, not just narrow down to what do you do? Yeah. Interestingly as well, we can quote another famous Australian, Heath Ledger. I always remember this quote of his where he said, everyone asks you that, what do you do? But no one ever asks you if you're happy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. Didn't work for him. No, no, it didn't. Mm. So you've, you've got to look at this and that's why, look, I, I like this whole are you okay foundation and this movement, but what is it? People go, are you okay? It posts all over social media. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are you going to do if someone says, no, I'm not? Mm. Well, I asked the question. That's all good. There's no follow through. And look, to be honest, I mean, here in Australia, I know a couple of people who are ambassadors and it's been all over the news that they've committed suicides. So you just go, oh, okay, so what is this actually doing? Because you're immersed in this, are you okay culture? Um, so you're kind of immersed into the negatives and constantly asking people, oh, are you okay? Yeah, that's great. Hmm. But what, you, what can you do about it? No one's trained, well, not many people are trained in the art of helping people when they go, uh, are you okay? No, I'm not really. Oh, okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and it's the people like myself that are going in there and, and dealing with stuff. And when you've got a client who rocks up and, well, I'll use an example, I won't mention names, but, um, a father phones up and goes, hey, look, can we come in and see us straight away? Went, oh, a bit busy, yeah, yeah, Why? Oh, my daughter's just trying to commit suicide and, and, and. So can we come in and see it? Sure, no problems. And they're coming in, they've still got a red mark around their throat and trying to hang themselves. And you go, right, okay, now. And you sit there and go, are you okay? Mm. Okay, this is where the shit hits a fan and this is where as people and practitioners, we've got to get serious about this. Mm. Okay. And we've, as I did with them, I go, right. Okay. You're here. Bang. Let's lock the door. You're paying for five sessions in advance. One, because they don't want to waste money. So you know, you've got them locked in for the next four or five sessions. Okay. Yeah. Number two doors locked. You are not getting out of here until you can tell me that this is the point. Mm. Cause it's all emotional stuff. Okay, people do that, not because they're happy, but because they've got all this emotional crap that's still sitting in their lives. They're um, the masking agents, cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, food, keeping busy. They're all masking agents. So if you know of anyone that on those and doing a decent amount of it, even keeping busy, mm. okay? It's watching TV, it's listening to radio music, it's got your iPhone, your iPad, your eye, everything else's. But that's all keeping your mind active because you want to bypass all this crap that's in your head. Yeah. And it's all that crap that you bypass is what's creating suppressed emotions and that's what people suffer with. Mm. 
Okay? It's finding that true happiness. And you can guarantee the true happiness is it's an internal job. Okay. Yeah. But I can guarantee the happiness has come from external factors. So you block the external, you choose to be happy, you start doing things and filling yourself up, and all of a sudden you'll start noticing the world around you is going to shift. Yeah. How do you block external factors? It's hard because it's so automated. Yeah. Okay? The neural pathways fire in one three thousandth of a second. If you don't understand that, have a red light slammed in front of you and see what your foot does. Yeah. Before you even think I've got to hit the hit the brake, your brain's already reacted, it's already responded, it's already adjusting the brake to stop exactly where it needs to. Mm. These automatic responses in one three thousandth of a second, okay, that's our, I guess that's our automatic response to those certain triggers. And yeah. everything we respond to is based on fear. Hmm. And fear or triggers or response, if this, then what? If this hurt me in the past, bang, we've got to stop it. So our brain's constantly wired to look out for dangers. Again, go back to nature. Hmm. Okay, so we're always wired to do that. The thing is, to be successful and be happy in life, you've got to do some rewiring in your brain. Yeah. One, you can do it through repetition, time after time after time after time after time after time. <laughs> Reading books is good, but once again, if you've got a fear of success, where you've got some suppressed emotions, reading a book can be even more frustrating, a self-development book, because guess what? Now you've got more information and you're not making any movement forward. So you're actually getting more frustrated. So you learn more, read more, do more courses, become more frustrated. Yeah. So your self-esteem goes down, your self-worth goes down, your confidence goes down because you can't do exactly what people are saying you should be able to do. Yeah. So it's all an internal job. So through repetition, uh, yeah, you can get there or you can go into, I guess, the conscious, sorry, the unconscious part of your mind, which is where the programs are. Yeah. Well, people are always up in this conscious state, which, which is where they're connected to these emotions and they don't actually know how to get down to this deeper level. Because when you get down to a deeper level, you disconnect a lot of the emotions to it. And you go, right, is this working for me? Yes. Okay, keep doing it. If it's not, oh, change it. And how do we change it? There's so many ways to do it, okay? Repetition is not one of them. Working harder is not one of them. Slowing down is one. Yeah. And just immersing yourself into the right environment. Like if you want to find love, okay, and you want to get in the right headspace, you're probably going, but how do I do that? Great, okay, we'll look at it and go, right, if you were going to create a movie of your future, what does it look like, okay? What does your new relationship look like? What does a new partner look like? Is it... If you, I mean, you are the scriptwriter, the screenwriter, you're the lead actress. Who's your ideal cast member? Mm. Who do you want to cast in the role of partner? What does it look like? Is it a romantic comedy? Is it a thriller? Is it a horror? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lot of people do that. So if you're looking for mm. ways to rewire yourself, immerse yourself into the environment. Like when I was single and looking for my, my 100 percenter, Every Friday night, Saturday night, I was going, going up to the video store and getting romantic comedies out because I knew that's who I wanted to be, how I wanted to be. I had this idea in my mind. I knew how the communication would be. I knew how the fun would be. Yeah. Okay. If I'm sitting there watching, as I used to, a lot of martial arts and dramas, guess what? What are you creating in your life? Dramas, violence, drugs, rapes, and that's just the sports section on news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's changing your environment so that your thoughts match the state. Yeah. I'm going to probably hijack your podcast a little bit more here. I was doing an no, interview. Go for it. This is great. Yeah. yeah. I was doing an interview, well, I've only been about a month ago now with, I'm basically in a chapter in a book, co-authoring the section with mindset with someone overseas. And he was talking uh, about mindset he said i went looking for mindset he said everyone's talking about mindset but no one's actually able to give me a definitive what is mindset people talk about you got to be in the right mindset yeah that's great but what is it yeah and he said it took him about two week vortex into the interwebs mm. and got lost in it trying to find someone who could actually describe mindset yeah he said what is it and i said well it's simple so your thoughts have to match the state. Simple. Yeah. 
Okay, if you've got crap thoughts and you're feeling good, guess what? Mismatch. Hmm. If you've got great thoughts but you're in a crap state, mismatch. Hmm. Okay, good thoughts, good state, bang, there's mindset, positive mindset. Negative thoughts, negative state, guess what? It's still a negative mindset and you're going to get more of that. Yeah. So you have to get into that state. It's not a fake it till you make it because I'm sure you've experienced happiness once before. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so you find what happiness is, what it feels like, and you surround yourself in that environment. I mean, there's so many thousands of things that I can do to help people, but if you just want some information and advice so I can go alone and do it, sure, find one book, okay? Find one self-development book, just one, and read it and read it and read it and do it. Yeah. People get so caught up in, I need to know more. People that have read these, the same, or go to different courses and read and... I read a book every week. That's great. But what are you doing with it? Mm. Okay. Read 20 minutes and then implement what's in it. What's the technique? What's the idea? What's the principle? What's a system you can create to create that understanding, that learning into your life? The brain can only concentrate for 20 minutes at a time. So mm. why not just read for 20 minutes and what you learn from that, implement it and go back and read another 20 minutes the next day, then implement it. Yeah. Right? There's so many people go, yeah, I've read that book 50 times. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still poor. Yeah. Because you're not in that connected mindset. You've got to get in that right state. So for me, happiness is, I've got my images sitting on a rock, sunset, sun going down over the ocean. That's the happiness image for me. So if I know I can be sitting there and I just feel content and happy, I know everything in my world is happy. Mm. So that's why my little office this morning, I just showed you the photo of, that's my little happiness place on a Thursday morning. I go there, reset, I've got two hours to myself or three hours to myself, sit there, have a coffee, watch the world go by and just stare at water. Yeah. If I can't do that, then number one, I know my health is not going to be on track. I know my love is not going to be on track. Therefore, my wealth isn't going to be on track. Mm. So sitting there going, I've got to make all these calls. I've got to do this. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. All you're doing is conforming to stereotypical beliefs that say you must do this. Yeah. Mm. Well, the crazy thing is as well, that if that's the belief that most people hold, how many people actually have a life that you want? All these people that are in this hustle mindset, paying off a mortgage and trying to do all these things. And it's like, do we actually want that life? No. But the people that actually have the success are very uh, unconventional, you could say. It seems. Yeah, they're very unconventional. You also got to look at it and go, do you want their life? <laughs> yeah. Um, probably not. I mean, everyone wants success, mm-hmm. but not willing to do the work. Yeah. Okay, so these people with, I'm putting in brackets, success, because sometimes it might not be. What you see is, oh, here's my private jet. Yeah, that's great, but you've lost it because you couldn't keep up the payments. Yeah. And if you could keep up the payments, you wouldn't be marketing every two minutes on Facebook saying, I can help you, let me mentor you. Mm. And these people saying, oh, we need more clients, we need more clients, you need to get more clients, get yourself fully booked, come and see me. Well, hang on. If their system was that good, would they be advertising? Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so I feel like people have questions about that though. It's like, why wouldn't you advertise? Isn't that part of marketing? Isn't that part of being in business? Part of putting yourself yeah, out there? If you've got, if you've got a great client base and 97% of your clients are face to face referrals and you know that the next client that comes in, you can't actually cope with because you're already too busy. Why would you market? Why would you promote yourself? True. Okay, if you're already full and living your, I guess, your true life, and if you're feeling happy and on track, why would you be pushing yourself out there to get more and more and more people? Because you can't fit them in. Mm. So if I, if I could go out and tomorrow and push a button and bring in another 100 new clients, that's great. But I won't have any free time, I won't have any spare time. I probably won't be able to manage the 100 clients effectively. Yeah. So therefore, why market? Where it's not going to increase my my revenue because my revenue is is all about abundance but it's not wealth abundance 
Yeah. You had to sit and look at the ocean and have a coffee for three hours on a Thursday morning. Yeah, that's a horrible life. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Can you, I'm just thinking context, like happiness in terms of, say, entrepreneurs or people that are rising up. And as you're, yeah. as you're going through those waves of resistance and especially um, what I found as well for myself lately is triggering other people and people like pushing and not liking it that I grow, that I change and having to actually let people go. Like yeah. actual, like, okay, mindset, <laughs> but actually how do we stay happy within ourselves when actually there are lots of people not liking our growth and our change? Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating question and it needs to be answered on several levels. Number one, if you choose your emotions, your actions, your behaviours, your beliefs, you can just simply choose to be happy and smile, mm-hmm. okay? And then you'll see things around you shift within hours. But it's also, in Australia, they call it the tall poppy syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm not sure what it is in New Zealand or in the Same States. Yeah. But basically, it's not... The whole concept over here is the fact that we want to cut down people that are successful. Mm. It's not that. What it is, with all the research I've done, is the fact that we love successful people. In sports, art, science, business, we love successful people. We just don't like people we know being successful. Mm. Okay? Or colleagues in a similar industry being successful because then it makes us think about ourselves and go, that should be us. We should be there. Why aren't we? So it's, it's more of a, it's a jealousy thing. So it's yeah. not the fact that we don't like that person. It's just that we we feel bad by that person's success. So then we project it onto them and hate them instead of owning our own shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what you're actually doing <laughs> is you're kind of more hating yourself yeah. because you didn't take the action or have resilience or persistence enough to actually become that person. Mm. So even though we want that success, not many people are willing to do the work that it takes to get there. Yeah. And the, so in business, it is basically like that professional jealousy. We want success. We we could get off our backside and do it, or we could blame them and go, oh, look at them. They're too good for us. Therefore, we'll throw all the emotions at them. If they're not strong enough, they're going to get, come crashing down. Mm. And that's where we can go, ha, ha, you failed. Yeah. But all you need to do is kind of lift up to their level mm. and you'd be fine. Yeah. So it's more about making yourself happy, committing to being, let's just call it on top of Everest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're down on ground level now. You look up there and going, right, I'm going to climb up Everest. So what do you need? You need the right resources. You need the right tools. You need the right determination, mindset, goals, allocate time to it, start learning, understanding, and then you start the journey. But guess what? Everyone you thought was going to come with you, they're not going to be there. A few people might come up a few Ks and go, you know, no, it's not for me. Okay. And this is where a lot of people are held back because they're going, who's with me? And they're trying to pull everyone else up. Yeah. Okay. But guess what? If you're climbing up, you've got a rope around your waist and you've got 10 people behind you hanging on, weighing you down. They're going to get to a point where they're scared of heights. They're going to dig their heels in. No matter how strong you are, they're going to stop you. Yeah. And vice versa, if you're holding on to a lot of relationships that are like an anchor and you want to pull these people up, you're not going to go anywhere. So you have to be aware that the higher you climb, the more people are going to drop off. Okay? So expect to lose friends. Okay, I've had a friend of, or so I grew up with from the age of 15, crossed a few of my ethical moral boundaries about five years ago, and I just went cut, gone, out. Yeah. Okay, when you're talking about a 35-year relationship, Mm. okay, you've got to be able to do that. Okay, you've got to be strong enough to cut people that are going to hold you back or that don't connect to you yeah yeah and to some extent a lot of people you don't need to cut okay because if you're in a negative state you don't want to hang around positive people because it's going to make you feel worse yeah 
okay? If you're in a positive state, you don't want to hang around negative people because it's going to make you feel worse and you're going to feel drained and all they want is to feel good and suck the life out of you. So again, by going, this is who I am, that's where I'm going to go, start this journey, people are just going to go, well, I don't want to talk to him, he's too hot, he's too happy, he's too positive, great. So therefore, I don't actually have to cut them, I don't have to remove them from my life, they choose not to connect, simple, job yeah. done. Yeah. Okay, so get used to shifting your friends. Yeah. Actually, funny, there's a, um, one of my clients who's overseas as a business coach, he posted something up the other day on LinkedIn saying, you are the average of the five people you hang around most. Mm -hmm. Is this true or not? And I just got everything in me just said, yeah, but. So yes, if you want to stay average amongst this group, yeah, sure, you are the average of the people you hang around with. If you want to grow, you need to be, let's just call it the dumbest in the room or the least successful in the room. Yeah. So you want to get into another group of people that you have to grow into. Yeah, love it. Okay, so if, if you want to be average and stay where you are, yeah, you are the sum of the people you hang around most. If you want yeah. to grow, you've got to be the least successful in the room. Yeah. So then you lift up to that. So you're always constantly with this, what we call a circle of influence. Yeah. Okay, if you don't like your, your friends, change. Don't change them, change yourself. And you'll find there's going to be a different circle of influence. Like you look at Everest at the moment, you go, right, how many people are probably standing on Everest, the peak right at the moment? Mm. <laughs> maybe, one, maybe a team. That's about it. Yeah. Everyone else is underneath you. Everyone else is looking at it. Everyone else is looking at it going, oh, I wish I was up there, but they're not willing to do the work. Mm. So you're going to find, even if you get halfway up or go to base camp, you're going to be surrounded by a group of like-minded people who are also at base camp. Yeah. Right. Some of them, that's as far as they go. Yeah. Others don't have the ability to go any higher. Others going to reach a different plateau. Yeah. Okay. So think about your friends. Are they on top of Everest? If they are, you're on the right journey. If they're yep. not, start climbing. Get new friends. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. because your circle of influence, yeah. you, as you mm. climb up, you're going to meet different people, different levels. Yeah. The people you look at now and look up to and you go, oh, my God, they're awesome. Yeah. When you're at their level, they go, they're just a normal type of person. Yeah. But then when you go past them, they get the shits and want to pull you back down. Yeah. And start belittling you. So it's a classic example. Elon Musk was one of them. Okay. One, read one of his books. And he also, he always looked up to the astronauts and the NASA people and go, oh, my God, you've been to the moon. I want to do this. I want to create some rockets. Great, we're created some rockets. I'm going to get rockets that can land back down the landing platform. And all the astronauts and people he used to look up to just said, that's stupid, that'll never happen. Who do you think you are? That's just ludicrous, that'll never happen. And, the, and Elon Musk is in tears going, but these are the people I held up here and now they're trying to pull me back down, thinking, no, it's not possible. Yeah. So you're going to get to that point where resilience in being an entrepreneur or successful in sport or business or life, it's going to be a very single-handed journey. You've got to be like a train driver on tracks. You just go, right, this is where I am. That's where I'm going. Sure, if you want to hop on, you buy a ticket, you invest. Yeah. You come with me. But you're not going to take the controls. If you don't like where we're going, get off. Yeah. And it's got to be that ruthless in life and in business. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it feels like the moral of the story really is it's full ownership and responsibility that like that leaves out everyone else, including your partner, anyone, your parents, like it has to be your worth, your happiness, your focus or your drive. It all comes from within you. That's yeah. the only way. <laughs> yeah. Motivation's an inside job. Yeah. Okay. And it's, and it's gotta be based on happiness. If you're not happy, what energy you're putting out there. If like attracts like you get what you feel not what you get what you focus on yeah if you feel like shit guess what you're going to get more of it yeah yeah if you're hippie you're going to get more of that that was good you took ages to get that out to i'm impressed at your oh, restraint very well to be professional monica <laughs> i can tell <laughs> oh. within me yeah. <laughs> okay now i have oh my gosh this time is flying by i have so many questions for you i'm going to refine that's one question now wasn't it 
That was just a stream of thought. That doesn't wow. count. Okay. okay. Now, talk to me about happiness while... Okay, we're talking about being an entrepreneur, you know, letting people go, rising up, doing the work as such. Yep. How do we stay in that state of happiness when actually we are in at times in the trenches like we're hitting resistance we're hit, we're having to be resilient things are hard how do we still stay happy uh the the easy way is to accept every place you're in right now okay if it's terrible accept that yes it's terrible refocus on the future where you're going and go that way yeah. okay if you look at the stock market over the last 10 years Okay, you look at it and you draw a single line between now and 10 years ago and it's a nice, clear growth. Okay? Yeah. If you look at the stock market on a daily basis, it's up, it's up, it's down, it's crashed, it's up again, it's down, it's up. If you're going to look at every day like the stock market, you're going to burn out. So let's come back to, right, okay, here we are today. We know where we're going to be in 10 years' time. It's always going to go up. So just take a step and manage yeah. it. Yeah. If you crash, guess what? Okay, what happens if the stock market crashes? People freak out and sell up and run away. Okay, that's where all the, the confident people, the motivated people know, hey, look, here's a dip. Let's invest in there because yeah. you know it's going to come back up. Yeah. So for me, every time, and it happens, probably happened twice this week where I just go, I'm not in the right headspace. Something's happened, responding to my environment, stop, switch off, refocus, go again. Yeah. Okay, and I'm spending an hour and a half, two hours a day on my mindset. And if yeah. you're not doing anything, um, you're really two hours behind. Hmm. Okay, you've got to look at it and go, right, what did you do last night? What did you do first thing this morning? Was that about responding to your environment? Was that taking control? Were you creating that happiness state that you can immerse yourself into? Hmm. Okay, so if I know I'm happy and feeling awesome, I know that I'm on track to achieve my awesomeness in by the end of next year and yeah. i know i am because i know when i'm on track how things happen i become magnetic okay yeah. i just got to close my eyes and just imagine right there's another two new clients coming in today bang you turn around and the phone rings yeah that's how easy it is when you're on track yeah. when you're not on track you can sit there and stare at the phone all you want and go why isn't that ringing so there's your energy, there's the frustration. You're going to get more of what you feel, which is more negative, more frustrations. Sure, you're welcome. Have some more. So yeah. the hardest thing to do, I guess, to answer your question, is it's easy when you're on a path and on a high to maintain that energy and the happiness. Yeah. The hardest thing is when you're at the all-time low, everything seems to be crashing around you, to be able to go, that's okay, mm. because I know where I'm going to be. Because when you're in a negative state, you only look backwards and that's the typical wiring of the human mind. So when people drop into a negative, i.e. the stock market's going to crash, we know it's going to do that, okay? What happens is that's where people freak out and go, oh, rather than, oh, here's an opportunity to stop, to refocus, to reinvest, because it's, it's typically about what you say to yourself when you're by yourself and under immense pressure. Right? Think about that. Anyone listening, mm -hmm. think about the worst time in your life, the worst experiences, everything's falling down. What is that internal conversation you have to yourself? That's your label. Forget about when everything's going well, but that is the true depth of your internal belief and happiness. Right? Mm -hmm. I can have stuff crumbling down, all sorts of stuff going all over the place, as I did do and fought through it three years ago. People would not know what I went through. But still, anyone who phoned me in those last three years go, everything is great, everything's awesome, I'm on track, this is what I'm doing. No one would have known. Yeah. Okay? It's what I say about myself. And this is everything I teach people. Okay? Change that program that you've, that, that tape that's in your head, that recording that's been going on. You know when you're driving from that place to that place and you don't have any music on? Yeah. Okay, and your brain just starts thinking, what are those conversations? Okay, let's bang, delete that, rewrite it. Mm. Okay, and it's a very simple way of rewriting it. Everyone's got one of these things, they're called a mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. go to your voice memo, mm -hmm. record your own voice. Mm -hmm. I am awesome, I am happy, this is my life, 
everything is great. Sure, there's some bad days. And in those bad days, this is when the inner fighter comes out. This is where I challenge myself. This is where I stop. Accept that it's okay to have these days. Yeah. Looking forward, I know that the stock market's going to go up. Here I am in five years' time looking back and going, yeah, I did it. I'm on top of Everest. Yeah. Was it easy? Nope. Did I slip and fall? Yep. Did I get halfway up and tumble all the way back down? Absolutely. <laughs> Was it worth it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's simple. You create a 20-minute recording of your own voice in the positive like it's already happened with the right intention, which is what you're working towards, mm -hmm. you record your own 20 minute and there's your own self-hypnosis, meditation, mindfulness recording that you listen to once a day, that reprograms the old stuff that's going on in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just on this, because this was an amazing exercise that you got me to do and I've since updated it. Um, you got me to write a speech myself giving a speech and then to listen to it and i've just redone it with like a new say like a new scenario that i'm calling yeah. in um so good like i and down to the fact like i recorded for example like clapping and cheering and stuff and i sit there and i it makes me cry i listen to it and i'm like you can feel it in your whole body like what that would be like the gratitude it's so i have goosebumps just talking about it so powerful yeah. like, and everyone's like oh that'd be weird but it's so good it's so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People will think, yeah, it's going to be weird, but guess what? You're going to be the one on stage delivering that speech. Yeah. And they're going to be in the crowd going, bitch. <laughs> Who does she think she is? I don't like her anymore. Hey, too bad. They're judging themselves on your success, not yeah. anything else. They're beating themselves up. So it says more about everyone else than it does about you. Yeah. But you're the one that's on stage talking to what? Thanking what, 2,000 people. Just two thousand. No. <laughs> There's five in my in my uh, reality. Um, yes, so good, so so good. Okay, I could honestly talk to you about this all day. I have so many questions, but I would love for us to close out shortly. Do you have though a key, like a story that you love to tell about? Someone who you really helped to achieve something amazing by getting them to actually shift into the state of happiness and like taking their foot off the gas a bit. I'm sure you've got many stories like that, but <laughs> I have. I'm just, I'm just saying, right. There's so many. Look, I love sport. Okay, to see mm -hmm. my clients succeeding. I did it on the weekend. I turned on the TV and thought, I'm just going to sit back, chill, relax, watch a bit of sport, bang. As soon as I see it, there's one of my motor races over in Europe flying around the track. I'm going, great. Wow. The Carrera Cup in France, work with him here. I'm going, right, I know his life story, I know his family, I know everything I've done with him, and here he is living this incredible dream overseas. Mm -hmm. Cool. And I've gone, oh, this is not relaxing, it's work. So then I changed channels. I went, oh, bull riding, that's good. I've got a couple of professional bull riders in the States. Turn that on. And next up we have, and I've gone, oh, you're kidding. <laughs> Another one of my clients. And I go, this is meant to be relaxing. I love sport. So for me, that is, that's always a major success in my life. The amount of times I'll sit there and, and kind of got tears coming out and going, I know their story. It's not about the success, but I know what they've overcome yeah. to get to that point. So that's always a benefit. The other one is um, kids that are suffering. A good friend of um, the family's, my wife's family, one of their daughters has had, well, for, for years, every eight to 10 weeks, she would have this episode absolutely drained, throwing up, no um, energy into hospital for a week on drips and everything else. And they said, look, can you help? And I went, yeah, we'll give it a crack. And that was probably what, four years, maybe five years ago. She's been in hospital twice since on a very mild version. So you look at that and just going, that is seriously amazing. When every medical professional just said, no, no, this is it. This is what happens. This is how it is. Yeah. Suck it up. And then you've got these people that are now living this incredible life because of it. And this young girl who's now into um into her sport getting into relationships whereas yeah. before every eight to ten weeks she's in hospital for a week yeah okay you've got a couple that were basically told hey look there's no medical way you can get pregnant they've now got three kids naturally mm -hmm. 
it's things like that that just really um, make me feel honoured to what I do and the skills that I've got to be able to help people. Yeah. Like little kids that are up three and a half years old that have got a fear of water who can't have a shower, can't have a bath, can't swim in the pool because of a near drowning experience. Yeah. One of the stories I've created in the Metaphor Kids range of short stories and they were the original test for it. And two days later, he's walking back from the pool with a towel around his neck telling me he was jumping in and diving and, 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 and. <laughs> and you just go, this is just incredible. The brain is so incredibly powerful and incredibly stupid. Yeah. And unfortunately, people believe that it's stupid and think I can't change anything in my life. But as soon as they realise what can be done and the power we've actually got to make a choice and you've got to do it because it's human nature is, again, it's all about survival. It's being average. It's playing safe. And there's so many incredible people that are so busy fighting to be average so they don't stand out. So they're hidden. They don't want to be seen as exposed or vulnerable or lose friends because of their success. Uh, well, suck it up. <laughs> Sorry. That's the name of the podcast. I've been waiting all this whole time. What's the name? Suck it up. I love it. Um, what I was it's just thinking. Not, it's, it's when you make that decision to go, look, this is not working for me. I've got to change. Uh, and that's when things shift. I know the corporation I merged into probably, what, about four, maybe five years ago now. It was a whole combination, 27 companies all moving into one. It was going to be this big corporation. It was incredibly, it was incredible concept and handled poorly. Yeah. And I looked at that and I've gone, hang on, I had a full load of clients before I went in there. 18 months later, I've come out with virtually nothing with a whole team of 135 people behind me setting up this and doing that and contacts and, 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 and I went backwards. Like, how could I possibly go backwards? And I thought that's because I took my eye off my target. I wanted to take a quick detour and follow their target up and then jump across with instant success. Yeah. But as soon as I took someone else's path, I'm used in their dream, not my own. Mm. And it wasn't until I made that decision to come back out and go, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing it for me, for my happiness, my health, my love, my wealth. And then within three hours, the phone started ringing. Within two weeks, I was fully booked up again. <laughs> and you just go this shouldn't work this way but it does people you listen to it and you go surely just being happy and finding that state that makes you happy you can't change yeah it does and it, it does it incredibly quickly yeah yeah <clears throat> okay i was just thinking something that's so beautiful listening to you talk about you know we started talking about happiness and but we started talking about how we're so much more than the label of our profession but just then listening to you talk about all of your clients and all the things that you've been able to help them achieve, it's like that actually brings you back into your happiness anyway, which is there is no separation between your work and your life. It's all one. It's all you. It's all the same mm. thing, which is so cool. <laughs> yeah, and I remember there was an interview, someone interviewed Richard Branson. They said, uh, so how do you handle work-life balance? And he had a puzzled look and said, sorry? He goes, no, how do you handle work and life balance? He went, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> And they look and went, why? He goes, I'm, one, I'm sorry you think that way. Yeah. And two is, I don't actually get you because it's the same thing for me. Yeah. So I don't have a For me, work-life doesn't matter. Okay, what I do is my life. It's my passion. It's helping people. But it's actually helping me to achieve my life by helping these other people up. So my success is their success. Yeah. So I'm not focused on their success. I'm focused on the process to make me a better person that attracts a better level of clients coming through, yeah. which is fast-tracking me towards the top. So I'm basically leveraging off my clients and they're leveraging off me. So it's, it's a brilliant thing. And yet, I don't work. Like I'm sitting here with, well, with my company shirt on, but I've been out in the workshop this morning. Okay, and relax. I've got my pool there. Or I've got the coffee machine somewhere else. And it's just... It's easy. As soon as you start thinking work and life and trying to balance it, balancing is what if the implied suggestion is 50-50. Therefore, it's balanced. Mm. Okay? You can have work and you can have life. You've got 50% in each. You'd say that's balanced, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. okay? But if you've got 10% in work and 10% in life, that's still balanced too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, think about it. <laughs> maybe that's what we'll call the podcast. <laughs> yeah, think about it. The podcast. Because it is. It, it's 100% in both. That's still balanced. So you've got to look at how can I fill myself up first mm. and then let it overflow. Health, happiness, love, wealth. Yeah. Okay, and that's where it naturally flows, like this stack of champagne flutes. Fill the top one up. That top one is you, people. Mm. Everyone else has got the inverted triangle. They're filling everyone else's up first, and eventually it overflows. They might get a couple of drops if you're lucky. Yeah. Okay, fill yourself up. Let it overflow. Everyone yeah. benefits. Yeah, I love that. Okay. That should go on a T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> It's better than the old, you know, fill up your cup. Like, we need some new material, new ways of saying that. Like, you can't pour from an empty cup. No, it needs to be, I like that. That's a better one. <laughs> well, the thing is, for me, it's not a matter of pouring. It's about filling it up and letting it overflow. If you're pouring it, you're still losing your energy. Yes. If you're filling it up, you've got to allow it to overflow. And what happens it's full? Give yourself, let it overflow more and faster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a matter of pouring it. It's not half glass, glass half full, glass half empty. One, it's refillable, and two, get a bigger glass. Yeah. Let it overflow. Damn. Let it overflow. I love that. Holy smokes! I've been saying that for years. <laughs> but wow. Okay. Okay, so it's not a matter of helping everyone else. It's help yourself. Yeah. See old gas masks on the air, airplanes. Remember those airplanes? They're those big metal things that used to fly around? <laughs> Vaguely remember them, yeah. <laughs> Distant memory. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <clears throat> it has been an hour. How did that happen? Oh, you can talk. You can talk. <laughs> but you say good things from time to time, so that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much for this. You're welcome. Amazing conversation. Amazing. I've been looking forward to this for so long. <laughs> oh, what? <are> you? <laughs> what? Here we go. I almost believed you. I, anyway, that's all good. I love this conversation though. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a, such a game changer. And I don't, I hardly ever hear anyone else speak about this sort of thing. It's all about strategy and hustle and what you're doing and no one's speaking about what you're being at all. Yeah, it's, I'll give an example. I've got an entrepreneurial client who is just fast, fast, fast. I told you about that boat, stop and wait for the waves. Yeah. Okay, we've, well, he set some massive, massive financial goals. Mm -hmm. I'm talking massive, so much so that his target is to walk out with his wife and child out to his private jet to fly to his private island to be able to celebrate with his friends. Yeah. Within two years. Yeah. So I know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And it was just push, 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 and nothing was falling in. We've stopped, and this wave has just picked him up and just taken him for a ride, and we're probably going to have him there in, a, in by the end of next year instead of the following year. Wow. Right? So we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Because of slowing down. Yeah. And enjoying it and being very deliberate and stopping and doing the basics. Mm. exercising, being happy, um, listening to your music, watching the target process, listening to your own recordings mm. and just generally going, yeah, I accept. That's what's going on. No problems. Move on. Yeah. So you get more success by actually stopping, not slowing down, stopping. So stop. And I think I've used the example before with couples. Most women spend, well, most couples will spend a year planning one day in their life, their wedding day. But how many people stop for one day to plan the rest of their life? Not many, I'm guessing. <laughs> when was the last time that anyone listening to this stopped for a day and went, right, what am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing three years? What am I doing five years? How is it going to look? Let's get some images. Let's get a recording happening like it's already happened. Yeah. Okay. One day to plan the rest of your life. Mm. Okay. So everyone listening, give yourself a day, a sick day. Take a day off. Choose, sit down, write it out, design it, create it, yeah. expect it, live it and become it. And it's, it's not that hard. It's not about grinding and hustling. It's slowing down and re relaxing, reflecting, 
once I change in your vibration because it all sounds a bit hip tree hugging and heavy, <laughs> it's more, it's just getting in that right state that matches who you're going to be at the end. Mm. Okay, yeah. so who are you going to be at the end if you're sitting on a nice tropical relaxed island beach with a cocktail in one hand and your partner in the other, guess what? If that's feeling of content, you've got to be content now. You've got to match those states and I can guarantee as soon as you do, you're on track. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun as well. <laughs> it's fun oh, to be yeah. in there, you know, imagining all these great things that are coming. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like, it's like body surfing. You can stand there and cop the big dumpers in your face. That's not fun. But if yeah. you're floating in the ocean, the wave comes and you take it and you into the shore and you just keep repeating that. It's simple. Yeah. It's the same stuff. It's still a wave, but are you being dumped by it or you're actually on it? Oh, yes. that was deep. Yeah. <laughs> just as well we recorded that. <laughs> big one coming towards you, dive underneath it, let it go, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen people at the beach, they stand there going, it's only a wave, it's only water. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And they're going to keep coming. Those waves are going to keep coming. You yeah. can't stop them. That's the highs. That's the lows. You just got to do it. You can either be dumped by it or play on it. Uh, yeah. Another, another deep one. Yeah. Oh, many, many T-shirt sayings here. Um, <laughs> yes, but I'm going to cut you off, Stuart Walter. Okay. Um, for now. Thank you so much, though. Really appreciate your time. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, thank you, and no doubt I'll invite you back sometime. Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye, people. Thanks for listening. <laughs>